0: You're listening to Two Oceans Vibe Radio. This is Nadia Hearn with On the Flip Side, that is right. Just um, for all your listeners at home working from home, a warm welcome on this Cape Town rainy day. Um, Hopefully we switched over a little bit in terms of weather because I believe Joburg, you guys, have really been um, in isolation a little bit but also had some rainy weather. So we're sending you some sunshine and I think we will take a little bit of the rain. So today's guest um, is Brett Field who is the Innovation Officer at um, Fed Group. Welcome, Brett.
1: Good morning, thank you.
0: I just wanted to... The Chief Innovation Officer at Fed Group, so sorry about that, let me get it right. I'm so excited to have you on our special business survival segment for COVID-19. And uh, Brett, maybe we can start with a little bit of an introduction about who is Brett Field? What do you do from day to day? And perhaps a little bit about your passion for business.
1: Uh, Sure. So I um, head up innovation at uh, Fed Group. And there is no such thing as a normal day in innovation. As soon as days start becoming normal, it really just uh, is a trigger for me to shake things up and make sure that we're we're thinking differently again. Uh, And it's very much about looking for opportunity um keeping an eye on the horizon uh some blue sky thinking as well as uh low tech solutions um innovation often gets misunderstood as only being uh, high tech there's often low tech solutions to complex problems um Absolutely. so it's a very broad range of of thinking and a, and it's a it's a thinking philosophy uh, and beyond that, uh, I've, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've, I grew up with, uh, within an entrepreneurial family and uh, my uh, entrepreneurial spirit started to poke its head out in, in early primary school and a number of businesses throughout uh, school and, and college. And um, still today, I've got a, a pretty wide portfolio of uh, business interests
0: perfect Brett um, yeah I love your take on innovation I think also there it can it has so many sides to it um, and I think that is definitely what I take out from what you've said moving into um, what I'd love to speak to you about and um Obviously, the main topic of our our segment here is about how businesses can empower themselves to, um, you know, number one, deal with what's at hand and being accountable as business owners to our businesses and what we've built. Um, I believe the people that work with us um, and what that looks like. But then I think also not just to maybe look at the immediate but also how we can maybe change our thinking and become a little bit more innovative in terms of how to survive. As business owners. So perhaps we can just start off um, with looking at the current um, lockdown uh, matter of COVID-19 and in your um, experience um, what you have seen currently. I know that you're involved in in quite a few different business segments Um, and perhaps you can shed some light and highlight for us um, what you've been experiencing and seeing.
1: Yeah I think when When we talk about black swan events, uh, we always hope that they, they stayed theory. Um, And now that we find ourselves in one, there is a common theme between large, medium, small and micro businesses. And that simply put is panic and anxiety. Um, It's caught everybody by surprise globally. And I think the, the very first step is to get a hold of, of the anxiety and the panic because no good decisions come out of panic. Um, So once people start to just get a handle of, of the situation, it is the situation, uh, work out what you can change, what you can't change and what those have in terms of an effect on your business. And, list your priorities. Um, for us, it's always been our people and our people goes internally and externally, both clients and, and staff. Um, they're also, uh, in, in, in the same boat, both sides. So, uh, talking to them, understanding how it's affecting their business. Uh, can you help them understanding your staff? What's, what's, hitting them the hardest, where, where their anxieties lie. And then once all of that thinking starts to come into alignment, uh, positive uh, decision-making starts to happen. And then we can, we can look to what we have to do now, and then look to um, some kind of forecast where this is all going to land. Uh, and then I guess there, my, my caution to most is that there's this um, idea going around uh, in the media specifically around this is the new normal and the world will never be the same again. And I guess my caution there is to not be too quick to completely change your business on this idea that um, the world will never be the same. And if you do make changes, Also ask yourself the question is, will this new business strategy or construct that you create still work if the old normal comes to be the reality again?
0: Absolutely. I think that there there is a lot of innovation happening, um, but one also obviously needs to evaluate the cost associated to making some massive changes um, in terms of digitalizing services and business. And I think it's pretty much, Brett, if I look at it, um, there's the component of what may work during lockdown um, and what may work um, just after lockdown and then what may work after the period of maybe seeing through the virus where people stop social social distancing to some degree or, or that lessens. But I think that um, you are completely right. I think it's very important to think things through <laughs> to the end and understand that whatever that innovative idea or service or maybe new business concept or department is that it's maybe temporary maybe needs to be adjusted as the times go but I saw in the if you look at the world cup scenario (laughs) 2010 there were so many things that were created um, for the world cup and afterwards had no use and I don't want our country to see that again i think that um to a large extent um the cost of it afterwards um weren't i'm not saying it wasn't at all worth the opportunity and the exposure we got internationally but from a business perspective i know of many many business owners that afterwards um had a massive loss because they they were just thinking world cup they weren't thinking beyond that
1: yeah, I think that's a really great point that you've uh, and, and great example that you've used here. And it's it's when people have quick decisions around a short term, even though right now we think that this will never end, it will. And they make short term decisions and will pivot entire businesses only to find out that uh, later on, changed or not, that the core of that service that they used to, or product that they used to offer, is still very much uh, going to come back into demand. And I think that's, that's where innovation during a, a crisis is often a good starting point, is around your core skills. Core skills as people, as a business. Um, a, a good example, uh, or, or rather the best example I've got at the moment is probably a restaurant. So, very hard hit by the, the immediate crisis. But if we stop and look and you say, well, what is what is a a restaurant? It's a dining room and a back-of-house kitchen. Now, we know that we're not allowed to operate uh, restaurants during this, this lockdown. But we also know at the same time that food production is very much an essential service. So... I think there's scope to approach government with the idea that you're going to run a kitchen for meals, not not, um, takeaway, but uh, food production, uh, frozen meals or something like that, that falls within the, the guidelines of an essential service, and then run around your core skill, which means that afterwards, you may wish to keep Frozen meals as a core uh, product or a, or a product line afterwards, but you can also drop it without having actually made any significant change to your business that will affect you negatively.
0: Absolutely. Um, and there was just something that popped up in my mind as we were talking now as well. And I think that there's a there's somewhat also a bit of a risk and i think as an entrepreneur myself and being in business for 14 years having my own business <laughs> is that sometimes during times like this it's also important to look at our core business our core delivery our core things that is our base of our business and not completely put take our eye off the wall and when we when we pivot our businesses, potentially look at the cost of taking a certain amount of energy and drive and focus from our teams and ourselves off what has been working for a very long time. So maybe it's about repackaging or um, innovating around also the, the core of the business and, and, and just being cautious about the new bits that we're adding and that it's not completely distracting us from our core business
1: without doubt i think that that's a message that needs to be very very loud and clear Um, as well as if you if you can survive this time in other words if if your if your business resources allows you to survive this time um, with reduced revenue it's a absolutely um, fantastic time to really have a look at your business, see how you can improve it, um, get to all the projects that you couldn't get to when it was business as usual and there was orders coming in and taking up time and there was no time to sit and strategize and unpack every single element, every single process, chat to every single um, person in your supply chain so there, there is a lot of positive that can come out of this time while I'm not being ignorant to the fact that uh, this requires a certain level of uh, business resources to give you that luxury.
0: Yeah absolutely um, but it doesn't and in saying that it's it's more of a a titbit then warning or don't be innovative and don't you know don't allow um the creative thinking around how things can be changed because one obviously can't have the black hat and the white hat on all at the same time and the green hat and the but to just shift sure. through those phases and to look at whatever we are doing at in those different um how can I put it in that with that filter um, rather um, than just kind of a great idea. Okay. Action, action, action. And there must be action. Uh, But at the same time, um, there is also a risk for current businesses um, and the sustainability thereof things that was built over many years that may, yes, may very well have to be put a little bit on pause, but I think maybe a little bit of um, positive thinking is that, you know, the world will continue once again. And my message has been quite consistent lately and that it's about do what you can. Don't stop and do nothing. Don't break all your momentum, because if you just stop everything and then just start again, is, is where I think the challenge is going to be. Brett, um, really enjoying our chat, and I, I think the next um, part before we wrap up, I'd like to hear your, more of your insights um, and recommendations of how businesses um, can move forward, maybe post- lockdown or thereafter, and then we can maybe look at you sharing your contact information.
1: Sure, I think um, if people get around the idea that you can innovate within your business and you don't have to necessarily innovate your business, so you don't have to um, completely pivot, you don't have to uh, change everything about your business, Innovation, like I said before is is a thought philosophy, so thinking innovatively and and having uh, innovation strategy, so um, it might be laying out different scenarios what do you what are you predicting could happen in your industry, in the societies and target markets that you serve uh, How how are other people doing it? And then finally, one which is a very low-tech look on innovation and business strategy, which has come to me, yeah, uh, that we find ourselves in a a Black Swan or one in a hundred year event, uh, is to go and seek out the old and wise. We're very quick to jump onto Google and, social media platforms and all of this to seek out advice. And yet um, people in their, their 70s are quite literally sitting there with untapped knowledge in terms of how, you know, these are, these are people that have lived through uh, crises before. They were there when post-war or they heard the stories from their parents firsthand of how they, how they got out after World War II and how business and society reacted. And having a chat with these people, I think would go uh, a very long way to any entrepreneur to get a a nice balanced view of how this plays out and where this lands. Mm -hmm. And then to bring that uh, as a base on which you then look at what, what is society today with that sort of base knowledge of of what has happened in the past firsthand, and then to take all of that and have a plan for a number of scenarios, have your resources uh, get get a get a handle on them a day to day know exactly what you've got, how long you can get by what your expenses are and And put together a strategy and keep your your innovative thinking strong and go day by day through this. And um, I think the resilience of South African entrepreneurs is going to once again wow the world in in how we recover from this. I I Mm. believe very strongly in that.
0: I, I I do as well and I think a lot of what's um, some of the feedback that I've been getting is like we in South Africa as I have been talking to some of our business associates in different countries and they go South Africa seems to be very optimistic and I was like I think it's just who we are and um, I don't think it's about us not knowing that you know things may not be as rosy as or become as rosy and still we'll still have a a road to walk um but i believe that with hope you can actually create stuff if you lose that (laughs) uh yeah what's left
1: panicking and anxiety if you've if you've lost hope that's all you've got yes
0: but what does that bring you nothing
1: nothing you know, Except ill, three... being
0: coming ill from that. Um, so yeah. for me, that um, has no value. So I'd rather be hopeful and live in <laughs> in la-la land for a bit if I have to, but rather be positive um, and feel better than be miserable. <laughs>
1: yes. I think the other, the other very cool thing that seems to be uh, coming out of this is an increase in overall societal... Uh, humility and i think it's something that our countries craved, and i really hope it's something that gains keeps gaining momentum during and after this this crisis Mm. and i think if it does and the, the trends are definitely going that way and long may it last because it serves everybody and it will go a long way to just how well we get out of this, this crisis and how quickly we recover and to what extent we recover.
0: Absolutely. Brett, as we, as we wrap up, is there one final um, little takeout you'd like to leave with the listeners and just share your contact information for those that may want to follow you on social media or get in touch?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm going I'm to take this time to reiterate the point, which is um, to reduce the panic And phone somebody old and wise and have a very long and in-depth conversation and and one from a point of humility. And you will start you will stand to benefit exponentially from a single phone call. And then if anybody wants to get in touch uh, on social media is best, drop me a DM. Uh, My handle is at Brett, uh, I am Brett Field. Uh, that's Brett with the double T. Um, I am Brett Field.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Brett, once again for your time, your insights, and uh, really enjoyed our chat. And hopefully, we'll have you back on the flip side soon. Enjoy the rest of your week.
1: And you. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you.